0: Welcome to the podcast guys, um, I'm just going to fire straight on it, I know a lot of people have been asking me during the week what's the situation, I'm going to tell you I'm still homeless, one week later from last week's podcast, still homeless, um, if you're a new listener and you're wondering what the deal is with that, pretty dramatic heavy going start, that's how I like the roll, i um, What happened was basically the soil pipe, a.k.a. the sewage pipe, a.k.a. the shite pipe that takes shit from my toilet to the sewers, broke in my kitchen, thus spreading shit inside an internal wall. Now, on last week's podcast they said we had people coming out to basically cut a hole in the pillar and just sanitise the place and get rid of all the sewage. Turns out when they did that, the problem was deeper than first feared mug off numero uno and they were like yeah we went in had a look and we saw that the shit was going deeper underground like you know the Jamiroquai song I'm going deeper underground oh uh, yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know why I'm finally turning into like a uh, Compton rapper at the end of that I'm going deeper underground shit my name is Eazy-E motherfucker <laughs> yeah fuck the police I don't actually mean that, I respect all law enforcement agencies, that's just a song. But yeah, they're saying the shit, the sewage, everything is just running under my floorboards. Which means, major job to clean it, means the floor's got to be lifted, means the whole bloody kitchen has been taken apart. Just not a sweet scenario, you know, not an ideal situation. And I've been living out of my suitcase now for the last 10 days, and now I've got at least another week of it. So on the bright side, for the weird podcast listeners, you get this sweet sound, once again, do you know, because I'm in my, my old bedroom in my parents' house, because they're kind enough to put me and my, my wife and my daughter up for a few nights, um, and you're probably wondering if you're a regular listener, why I'm recording it on a Friday, because you just think normally you do it last minute on a Sunday, correct, that's normally what I do do, but... um i have peace and time to do it my mug off number two numero dos is my wife she was working she's a nurse tonight rings me about six she's supposed to be working half eight in the shift rings me i'm sick and i went what do you mean like are you fly like a gangster sick or are you genuinely unwell she said no i'm genuinely unwell i've been being sick on and off for the last hour or so and I was like right okay she's pregnant and I was like hmm there needs to be something happening for uh oh and then it's like nah it's a migraine it's not pregnancy don't worry alright all right, okay sweet but she's like basically really sore head can't see too good can you come and get me and I was like ugh fine so I uh said to my dad dad she's got the car there can you bring me over to the hospital to bring her home and he goes yes For 20 quid I'll do that And I went 15 He goes 10 I said sweet Right so on we went Over to the hospital To get her I swapped Get out of my dad's car Get into my own car To take My wife Catherine home She's like I've got this bag I don't feel too good (laughs) I was like Why are you speaking Like Shane She went I don't know It's just how I speak now I went right okay And she goes I I might be sick In my home And I was thinking to myself I don't think She's going to be sick you know, always, whenever you like speak to your partner, your wife, your husband, whatever boyfriend, girlfriend, and you're sick, you always ham things up a bit. You know, like if I were to say, like if I woke up, say, with a wee bit of a headache and a sniffle, you know, my wife would be like, Oh, you sound like you've got a cold. And I'd be like, Nah, I've got full blown AIDS. And she'd be like, Whoa, it's dramatic. And I'd be like, Well, it is what it is. You know, so you hand that up, you exaggerate, I was thinking, you know, maybe the sick, it's out of her, it's grand. Literally two minutes into the drive, the bag ruffles, and you hear blue. and oddly a Japanese elderly man escaped from her lunch bag and climbed into the back seat of the car. Get away from here. <laughs> oh No, that didn't happen, she was sick into the bag now what is important to know about this story is that fair play to bag manufacturers these days there's the issue of people suffocating and dying due to air restriction in bags so not all bags have little holes in them so she'd be sick in the bag and therefore the sick starts slowly seeping out of the bag onto her knees and then me you know being the sensitive soul that I am start going (coughs) I'm thinking, I'm going to be sick here, but then I have to man up. You know, I have to just try to last, because hey, if I start poking, it's game over. Do you know what I mean? That happened to me once before. I started the domino effect of poking. A friend of mine, we are on a, I don't know, I don't. we are in Scotland for some reason. I think we are watching golf or whatever, and one of my friends, we are on this big motorway, and one of my friends had picked his nose, he was driving, he picked his nose, but he pulled a hard bit of bogey out with a big, giant, fluorescent, green, at the end of it i know why i'm weak stomach for stuff like that like yeah bulk ugh, always makes me feel like i to be sick i was like flick that out the window and he's like i can't there's too much velocity in the car it might swing back and hit me as like i i need to put it as like, I just i guess i can't look at this he put it on the dashboard and i didn't even see look back saw it that just made me go started boking. i opened the window bulked out the window didn't realise the window was slightly open at the back and my mate's sleeping in the back, but a book goes in, he gets covered in a realises it's my book, he starts boking Then the guy pulled the bogey in the first place, smells my book, smells my mate in the back's book, bulk, starts boking as to pull a car over, three lads, out the side of the motorway, boking, all cause of a bogey, right? So I'm thinking of this in the back of my head of the drive home going, I can't. Under any circumstances, start poking because i just crashed the car. You know, those roads at Dundonald to the hospital over the hill towards Hollywood? There, dangerous old roads, like. So I had to hold myself together and I'm like, right, get me home, I'm alright. And the whole time, my wife's like, I'm sorry, and I'm sort of in my head going, you know, you should be. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm going, yeah, you fucking should be. But what I'm actually saying is, so, no, don't worry at all, love you know, you're not well, that's what I'm here for, I'm here to care for you, I'm here to offer support, when in my head I'm going, don't look me, or breathe in my direction, please, thank you, do you know, and it was just, yeah, it was a, I was a mug off I didn't need, because I was looking forward to getting to the weekend, you know, just getting my feet up, chilling out, relaxing, do you know what I mean, like the good old days, just having a major chill, but see being an adult, dealing with responsibilities, nah, that's not cool, you know, I used to love Friday nights. It used to be my best, my favourite like night of the week. Like Back when I was in school, it was great. You'd get in from school, strip naked immediately. You're just in your kitchen so people can see what you're about. No, in my bedroom, stripped naked, get myself into my comfies, throw all my school uniforms in the corner. Mummy would come and collect them because mummy used to be a slave. You know, everyone knows her their mum was a wee slave back in the day. we would just come in and just pick up after you and give you food. You know, you're just sitting there like Fat Henry VIII, just expecting it. And then she'd take your food away and be like, would you like a cup of tea? And I'd be like, yeah, and two Rocky Caramels too, bitch. And rather than just going, what the fuck? She'd go, of course, my love. I just kick back you know, get my sweats on, get a nice, probably a football shirt, because I was a schoolboy, stick a nice football shirt on, get a pair of slippers, like not just regular slippers that you have now as an adult, like a big pair of like monster feet, or like a rugby ball or something like that, you know, just proper novelty slippers, but you're only like 17, you know, you're a wee, you're a wee dick, I'm sitting up playing FIFA, my mum brings me a cup of tea, two Rocky Caramels. And I'm like I said 3 And she goes you definitely said 2 And I went like, I know I'm just testing you Slave And you kick back Play FIFA from you get home by 4 o'clock Until about 9 o'clock When Smackdown comes on the TV You'd scurry out of your room Having scratched your balls all afternoon Watch Smackdown for a couple of hours And go back to bed Big rugby game in the morning You know you want to get a nap on board Need the rest Then the phone would go The old 3210 Your mate would text you and be like Channel 5 now, mate. And you go, why? And then they reply and go, boobs. And I go, sweet. You go on to channel 5, watch some very soft but sexy erotic drama. I was going to say erotica, but I didn't know that's a thing, and I didn't realise it was. You'd watch that, you know, tear your piece off and throw it over the bed head, and you just go to sleep you know, that'd be it, it would be standard Friday, but now, you're dealing with responsibilities, do you know what I mean, I thought that I'd be coming home, seeing my daughter for a bit, you know, maybe go out and pick some tiles or something to try and get the house back in order, but then, you know, Catherine, my wife's just sick, she's in bed, Holly's in bed, my parents are upstairs, doing whatever parents do, probably snogging or whatever, and I'm just down here in my old bedroom, recording the weird podcast, would much rather be playing Red Dead Redemption in my own house for sure. You know I'm envious of that. You would know, much rather be going around on the back of a little horsey, you know, looking for animals to shoot with a bow and arrow, skin, and go and get a fucking real sweet satchel made with the skin of a very sexy buffalo. You know that's what I'd rather be doing. But hey, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm getting it done. Do you know what I mean? And it's easy to feel shit. Do you know what I mean being in my situation? It's I could I could dwell on it. I could be like, "Oh, this is so terrible," but you know, I keep saying to myself to try and stop me crying. At least we have our health, you know. At least we're healthy. You know, saw a story today that made me uh, cry, and did it make me cry because I am a big softy. No, it made me cry because. You know, it was hay fever outside. That's why I cried. But there's a story about this little baby who's born with her heart outside her body. You know, now, that's a strange phenomenon to have your heart. Because normally, like, again, as you all know, I do, I did single word science at school. I don't know the science of, of stuff for sure. But I think it's fairly safe to say the heart being an internal organ should be in, inside your body but this little baby was born like literally a week no two weeks before Holly my daughter was born and she's born with her heart outside her body and the baby's name is either Vanellope or Vanelope. now maybe I'm doing a disservice to the name by calling her Vanellope or Vanellope I prefer Vanellope but I think it's Vanellope, which is odd, but she's born with no breastbone. Was delivered via uh, caesarean. and has had operations to put her wee heart back inside her body. But I just see this little baby, this little dote, this little lamb, and I'm like, I just want to give her a wee hug, you know. Not that that would make her would probably make her feel worse, but as a, as a father of a baby, you just automatically put yourself in the shoes of what it must be like to be those parents like albeit this news story is a good news story because it's about how Vanellope's getting out of hospital you know after basically a year and a few months of being in hospital since being born she's able to go home again because she's well enough to get home that's a great part of it I love that it made me feel good but just seeing the poor wee lamb you know tied up to all these machines you know breathing apparatus on her just you know being such a brave little baby made me really sad you know it just made me think like you know what people go through shit do you know what I mean like that's proper stressful worrying shit whereas my shit can be resolved fairly simply now we know what the problem is yes it's an inconvenience but there are worse things in the world do you know what I mean and when I read this story it just made me made me so sad. I'm just I don't know whether it's because I'm on edge at the minute with my emotions, but fuck I just couldn't cope with that. But I'm delighted to see Lope, Van Fanelpe get out, doing way better. Um and I say I've got my health. And what a rude health I have. If any of you've been following the heavyweight cut, you'll know that I've been pumping out pretty hard this week. And um, For any of you that don't know what the heavyweight cut is You're probably wondering what I've been pumping And why I've been doing it hard Heavyweight cuts a wee fitness challenge Myself and fellow comedian Colin Geddes do A We Instagram page The Heavyweight Cut You should follow it um, Try to put like exercises we do And sometimes meals and exercise programs and shit On that wee thing And it's yeah a bit of accountability We're trying to lose some weight You know the goal is to get down to heavyweight UFC fighting weight Which would be 265 pounds Which is I still have a good bit to go But You know The more and more I'm losing weight The more I'm starting to be like Do I still want to get smaller Or do I just want to get bigger You know Get rid of all my fat And just be 100% pure lean muscle Do you know what I mean Like get the full bodybuilder style Like I like that bodybuilder look I, I like that pumped up Physique Do you know what I mean like, I've been getting so into it of late that I've I've like I joked last week in the podcast that I was gonna buy stringer bodybuilder vests. Jokes become a fucking reality this week. Cause guess what? I've gone and bought a stringer vest. You know, like like you'd probably know what vests are like, just basically sleeves out, you know, whatever. I just bought a full stringer vest, which is just essentially like a body thong. You know, it's just a little bit of fabric in around the belly. And just strings, you know, right over, so you can show everybody in the gym what you're about. But that's gonna be me, I'm gonna fuck. I'm wearing a stringer, nips flying everywhere, showing everybody those titties, you know what I mean? Just pumping up. You know what I mean? See if you've got the nips out. You may as well just go hell for leather and make a show of them. Do you mean if I'm gonna get my nips out, I'm gonna decorate those babies and get them pierced? You know what? Get the, those nips, get a piercing on those nips. But I ain't not of that bar shit. You know, I'm not going to put bars. No, I'm going to have fucking hoops. I'm going to make my nips look fucking exceptional. I'm going to make my nips look like a bull's nose. Do you know what I mean? A bull's nose or a fortune teller's ear. That's what I want my tits to look like, just flying out of that stringer. Do you know what I mean, and not just like small, inconspicuous, Claire's accessory hoops. I'm talking big, curtain rail Hoops. Do you know what I mean? Just hanging down on the other side of the stringer. People be looking, be like, Oh, does he's that sweaty that there's an actual, you know, glisten on his chest? And people be like, nah man, he's got hooped earrings in his nipple, not even just nipple rings, full earrings. Like Pat Butcher, dangly hoop earrings, in my tits. Do you know what I mean? Like you need you need to do that? Do you mean that's what you need for the stringer? Um is it look sweet with the upside? and like stringers are often embarrassing like the logos on them are often embarrassing you know what I mean like that's what you need to take away from that like wearing like with things on like beast mode you know or man beast or fucking swole army you know you're like stuff I'll just cover that up but then all you do is you put the hoops through the nipples and you just fucking take away from all of that do you know what I mean Maybe I just actually combine the stringer with like normally I wear shorts, but maybe I just get like a full posing pouch. Do you know what I mean? Just get all string, everything. String vest, G string, you know what I mean? But I'd wear a woman's G string, you know, get the get the the balls and dick out as well. You know, I just get a Prince Albert Pearson, hoop through that, hoop in the nipples, chain through them all fucking bodybuilding ripped. Weird chain genital nipple guy, you know, look like you know the bodybuilding version of Xerxes from the 300. Ah, oh, may I please borrow that weight machine? But now, Xerxes, fine, you know, just look great. You know, maybe I'm getting too into this. Yeah, you know, I get my get for that, get that full bodybuilder look at the leather orange skin with hoop nipples going on, you know. Like I'd be just doing my peck flies and my titties be jingling. Do you know what I mean? Ching, ching, ching. Just be like, what's going on over there? Ching, ching, ching. Nothing, man. Just getting those gains. Gainsley, Harriet. Bantony, world Thompson. Just a funny, muscular guy. Do you know what I mean? Like when Bent Over doing his Bent Over rows. You know? Just sounding like the start of a Christmas song. Just raps, reps, ching, reps, ching, 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 snow is falling, yeah. You know, fucking snow, take out for a pre-workout. Get it on board, get the nips, get the hoops, get the flipping. You know, blackface up, it's bodybuilders do, isn't it? Just put all, br- you know, I would love how bodybuilders explain that. Like, man, you're fully making yourself look like a black person. But yes, though, but it brings out definition. You know, it's definition. It shows separation. I'm doing it. You know, Jay Cutler, former Mr. Olympia, full, big, blonde-haired guy, painted himself mahogany brown. Looked weird. You know, didn't have his nipples pierced. Mr. Trick, but full black skin. Painted. But hey, did it work to show his definition? We say "born," that is good, and that's what I've been trying to do, pumping up this week on the heavyweight cut, cutting myself on my diet, and trying to just work hard. And I tell you what, see, whenever you don't have a permanent base to like do your washing stuff, it's hard. You know what I mean? I've had to like, I feel awkward when I'm in Catherine's parents' house doing washing and stuff because, you know, I never do washing ever. No, because it's their washing machine. Do you know what I mean? It's like I feel like you're in their private space. I'm back on my own mum and dad's house it's grand I just throw all my stuff in a ball the slave comes down sorts it for me but the thing with that is since I've got older my mum has like become a free man all of a sudden she's like I am not a slave anymore and I was like listen Solomon Northup you may clear my washing up ASAP Ferg or I'll have to use heavy handed tactics on you here and then she did just proceed to slap me and I did put my own washing on. But, you know, I'm more comfortable doing it in my parents than I am in Catherine's parents. Which I know is a weird thing to say and they are more than hospitable and I'm sure they're happy for that to happen. But it's just your own mindset. Do you know what I mean? You're used to what you're used to. So, besides, if you don't follow the heavyweight cut on Instagram, go on over and do that. Colin and I are putting our, like, progress stuff on it and, like, Putting photographs of our workouts each day, putting like exercise programs on it and stuff. You know what I mean? Just two really knowledgeable physique guys just, you know, sharing knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Like fitness encyclopedias over here. Ching Ching. You know? That's what we're about. Yeah, it's going good. Albeit now, it's the end of the week. I've been training quite hard this week. I feel like I can actually just pass out. But I mean, that's part of the. The challenge isn't it? Being physically strong and toughening up your old bones as well. And the mental state too. I'll tell you was really good for my mental state though. Uh, this week Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. As you know Pug Ugly's Comedy Club sponsors the Weird Podcast. And they're great to have. You know Pug Ugly's Comedy Club is on every Thursday. Show starts at 9pm. The doors are half past 8. It's only a fiver. Last night or last Thursday, depending on when you listen to it, was rammed. It was a full room, um standing room only, you know, people were having a great time. The acts did brilliant. We had myself hosting as usual. We had William Thompson opening. We had Ian Thompson on doing the open spot. Both were excellent. And it's Shane Todd My old uh, life partner headlining. And you know what? Don't blow up his ego too much. Because it's already unbearably large. But that was the best I've seen him. In my opinion. And have I seen him a lot? Yeah. But he was just great last night. And everyone seemed to really enjoy it. And to make matters more exciting. You know next week is going to be brilliant as well because next week we have like another word legend gets thrown about a lot but we literally have a Northern Irish comedy legend headliner next week Tim McGarry of the Blame Game fame of Give Him a Head Peace and the Hole in the Wall gang you know what I mean the guy's been doing stand up for years and years and years as long as I've been alive this guy and he's brilliant you know I'm actually really delighted they agreed to do the club because the chance of my arm asking him, they wasn't sure, sure he'd do it, but he said, yep, I'll do it. And so on Valentine's Day as well. You know, what a romantic treat to coming down the Pogo see myself, Rory Woods, Aaron Butler, and Tim McGarry. You know, what else? Like, if you're a guy looking something to do with your your lady friend, or your, your guy friend, you know, or your whatever you identify as friend, that's the perfect time for it. That's going to be a quirky, unique, bespoke Valentine's treat is to come see me, Woodsy, Butler, and Tim McGarry. And if I fill the house again next week, you know, I might just throw a party. I won't, but, you know, I might. And then after that, Boytown's Live podcast on the 18th. So, there's plenty on. I've, I've lots to be getting up to, lots to be doing. And then. After the eighteenth shit, I have a real busy week next week. The eighteenth, I'm doing the live Boytown podcast. On the twentieth I'm in Lavery's. And on twenty-first, Pug Uglies And we have a very good lineup on the twenty first as well. So I mean plenty of gigs to come and watch um this homeless guy at and hopefully you take up the option to come and do that. Because hey, I love an audience I don't know what happened to me I think my brain Fully just went Completely And switched itself off there For no For no reason Maybe it's because I actually started recording this podcast And got about The same distance in About half an hour in And then I realised I looked at the uh, The Program that I used to record it And it was like yeah, It's corrupted the whole file has not recorded, so I'm just talking shit. Good shit for nothing. Do you know what I mean? And that—that's a tough pill to swallow. You know. Um. So, I'll say like a bit of bit of boring business stuff. Is once again I got a good few new followers on SoundCloud. The listens are going up every week. I love you guys for for doing that. I really appreciate it. And I say a lot of people have been, you know, putting. The way we podcast on our Instagram stories, I really appreciate that. I love to, I love to see that when people do it. You know, it's great, and just you know, check it out, subscribe in SoundCloud, rate and review on iTunes. Now, some little fuck went on to review my podcast, gave it three stars. Seventy four reviews, seventy three five star reviews, one three star review. Not even an actual review, not even a comment, just three stars. And that makes that person a piece of shit. So I would encourage you, if you are going to review it, only five stars. My ego is too weak to deal with anything less than five. And if you are going to review less than five, don't but everyone else that hasn't reviewed yet you need to go on and give me five stars and a nice review because my my morale is really low I'm homeless and I'm stressed but anyway listeners questions Giles Strutt has said hey Dave just wanted to say great night at Pug Ugly's was my first time at the comedy club with the missus would have been good to have had a wee chat with you but you must have left pretty promptly Uh, we'll be coming down to Boytown Live so looking forward to that well, Giles, here's the thing. I left sort of promptly-ish. I had to go downstairs to sort out a few things um, and just kind of close up. And by the stage that the night finished, it was about 11, had to try and get home. I was a sleepy bear. But rest assured, I will be hanging about after Boytown. always do that, like, after Boytown shows. For some reason, I find, like, podcast listeners are, like, different than general audience because it's almost like... If you listen to this podcast or you listen to me on Boytown, it's like I feel like he's actually know me a bit more than like someone who just watches my set. Like if you watch my stand up set, you'll think this guy is just a horrible father. Hilarious, but a horrible dad. You know, where in real life, I'm a doting guy. You know, I love my daughter more than anything in the world. You guys know that. You guys sort of know. You know behind the candelabra You just kind of know the art of stand up You know that there's a difference between You know a person on stage and the real person And I like that And that's why after boy time, I'll hang around I'll chat to people You know get photos Whatever all you want to do You know Sell you drugs Whatever you want I'll do it at the end of a, of a Boytown podcast So um, But with Pug Uglies I just had to go and sort some stuff I left like my gear downstairs As in like my Bag and book and stuff Because the, I was joking about selling drugs I don't sell drugs I just import it um, But that's what I had to do there So thanks again Giles for coming I really appreciate that I'm glad you had good night um, I'm really putting a lot of effort in into Puguglies now Having had a bit of a couple of shaky weeks there the Last couple of weeks But onwards and upwards And things are looking pretty good Chris Henning has said to me Hi Dave, hope you're well Great podcast last week Thank you very much You're in the groove. I like that. I should have read that probably better. Hi, Dave. Great. you're. uh. Hi, Dave. Hope you're well. Great podcast last week. You're in the groove. I'm afraid I'm stealing from fellow Chris this week, but I saw this story, and I think it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Look at the state of this fucktard. And then he sent me a story, um, which is basically a story about an Indian man who has... ...decided to sue his parents... ...for giving birth to him... ...27 year old Indian man... ...plans to sue his parents for giving birth to him... ...without his consent... ...Mumbai businessman Raphael Samwell... ...not exactly the most Indian of names... ...told the BBC... ...it's wrong to bring children into the world... ...because they then have to put up with... ...lifelong suffering... ...Mr Samwell of course understands... ...that our consent can't be sought... ...before we're born... ...but insists that it was not our decision to be born. So as we didn't ask to be born, we should be paid for the rest of our lives to live, he argues. Now, what I would say with that is, I'm reading the story, I don't know if this guy's legit. He's wearing, like, a big, fake beard. It looks like it's some kind of social media type thing to me, like he's trying to, you know, cause a wee bit of controversy to get known for something. Um, and a statement his mother said... um. I must admire my son's temerity to, ta- to want to take his parents to court knowing both of us are lawyers. And if Raphael could come up with a rational explanation as to how we could have sought his consent to be born, hey, I'll accept it's my fault. What a dead-on mum. But Samuel says belief's rooted in what's called anti-natalism. Hmm. A philosophy that argues that a life is so full of misery that people should stop procreating immediately. But you know what man, that'll never happen, because you know why? Putting your P in a V feels great. You know, people do that eventually... ...and they'll keep putting it in, taking it out... ...putting it in, taking it out, in, out, in, out... shake it all about... ...and babies will keep being born. So you know what I say to you, Raphael? Fuck off. And you you should actually pay your parents money... ...for being such a prick. Like embarrassing them. You know, if this is legit and isn't just some sort of social media ploy... ...you're embarrassing them, you're embarrassing yourself... ...and in that case, if there was no consent to him being born... ...I, as a judge rationally minded thinking would say if you didn't consent to being born I'm going to kill get your parents to kill you because end your suffering put you in the out of the equation and that's what you get and if you don't like that you know what you can do you can lick my dick and that's would be and that's why I would be a shit judge but hey I would would teach teach people interesting lessons you know what I mean thanks for the question Chris Um, Luke Gorman has, whoa Jesus in heaven above Luke has sent me a full email good morning Dave, hope all is well and your house is sorted soon thanks Luke, it's a while off yet Was listening to Tom O'Mahony's Buckshot podcast this week where he talks about doing pug uglies and the issue he encountered on the night. Would be very interested to hear your view on what happened. Also recently joined Tom and Colin's Patreons. Will the Weird Podcast slash Boytown be joining the the Patreon soon? Would be keen to see what you would have in mind if you did. P.S. Can't remember who said about having a community group of the heavyweight cut the other week but it would be keen for something like that well first and foremost last week in Poggleese was a bit of a nightmare Um, I think it's fair to say what happened normally I host and book the acts and stuff that are on a Poggleese is my kind of job last week I was supposed to be in Dublin watching an Aussie Osbourne concert but then the old fuck cancelled and I could have come back and dumb pug uglies, but I'd already got Kieran Bartlett, who's more than capable, to stand in as 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 MC for the night. Now, on top of that, my house basically went to shit, so I was a load of stuff to deal with anyway, so I didn't able to get down. But long story short, the bar had a booking made. Now, they don't book out the room on the nights of the comedy club, because it's a comedy club. But this particular group, that wanted to book it out. Said at the bar that they wanted to book it out for the comedy club. Do you know what I mean? So they basically said that, that that's the case. I think what had actually happened was maybe whenever they got in touch with management, management were like, Oh, there's a comedy club that night, and they were like, Oh, no, it's what we want it for, and it'll, it'll be full. We'll have the room full, and blah, blah blah. And when you're a bar, you're probably thinking, You know, full room, you know, people all paying in money at the bar, it's great. When you're a comedian, you're looking at that going, You shouldn't be having. A private function on a comedy club night just it just doesn't go. And then what I think happened was uh, the people that said they were going to go not as many turned up and ended up being like a half full room. The people weren't there for the comedy; or just chatting amongst themselves. Regulars or people that wanted to come to the comedy club couldn't get in. They sort of went directly over the limelight, which isn't ideal. And it just ended up being a bit of a fuck up. However, I just say you know I, I personally felt terrible I heard from Tom uh, I heard from Kieran Bartlett and Diona Doherty who was on as well all three of them I felt terrible for because I mean I, I want as a promoter people to want to play the club I want people to talk about the club being good I want people to you know want to come back and Tom O'Mahony is not only a great stand up But he's a great guy You know I have a lot of time for Tom And I just felt really shit about the whole thing So we've discussed it We've addressed it It'll not happen again Last night was fantastic It's the way I want it to be And uh, Tom will be coming back To do Ugly's again soon and it's gonna be a packed out room. I'm gonna do all my power to make sure that the room is full because he's fucking brilliant. And if you haven't seen him or before, get along next time to it because he's definitely worth worth seeing. And again, what's been is been and we just move on and keep keep things going. Um let me see. Chris Barr said, Hey Dave, and uh, apologies for the noise by the way, guys, because my parents I've decided to, I don't know, have some kind of fucking tap dancing contest in the room above me, which is not sweet. But Chris Barr said, hey, Dave, hope your soil pipe situation has been fixed and you're back in your house again. Chris, I'm not, man. But thanks for your well wishes. Check out this weird story. I just hit the story. Oh, this is... Whoa, this is a weird story. Um... I, I, I would love to know what your Google search history is, Chris. I really would. I think it would make for an excellent read. Um, the story is, Boy, 12, has surgery to remove 39 magnetic balls, in capitals, from penis. Um, a 12-year-old boy had to have surgery to remove 39 magnetic balls from his penis. The youngster from Wuhan in China's Hubei province reportedly inserted the string of balls out of curiosity. What a surprise. I've said this on the Weird Podcast before. Chinese people, weird. You know, people are like, oh, it's racist, you're saying... Nah, I'm looking proactively through my facts, you know. And a lot of my weird stories, I guess, involve Chinese people. You know, they are a weird bunch, in my experience. He was taken to Wuhan's Children's Hospital on January 13th and told the doctors that he had swallowed some foreign objects. But Dr. Wang Jun, a urologist at the hospital, was shocked to find 39 balls, also known as Bucky balls, stuck along the boy's urinary tract. The boy then told doctors he had inserted the metal balls into his penis. The doctor said... The boy said he was curious, so he put the Bucky balls into his penis. An x-ray showed the tiny magnetic balls aligned in a U shape. Medical staff conducted a minimally invasive surgery to extract the balls. Dr Wang, obviously, told Can Can News, It's impossible to pull the magnetic balls out. The alignment of the balls would change if you tried to pull it out along the tract. The boy is now able to urinate and is fully recovering in hospital. What a great end to a traumatic story. Um, But I mean, you know, I'll be honest, I've never put anything into my penis before. But when I was younger, I did be like, I wonder if you could like put Tic Tacs in there and you pretend you're wee a Pez dispenser. You know, I was just a wonder, a thought for a bit. Never actually did it. But um, what Chris wants to know is, did you have any weird habits when you were a kid? Hmm, I'm sure... That I, I usually, right, Probably my weirdest habit was I liked... as is gross, by the way. I liked to bite my toenails, and I especially like to bite hard skin off the side of my foot. Like, you know, just, like... It's like... The, I suppose it's like the elbow of your foot. Like that sort of area, just below your... Your, like pinky on your foot do you know what I mean like if you you know what I mean if you think about it but you know where rubs at the side of shoes and like it's got a bit hard like it's got hard skin there and you should to bite it off I used to bite my toenails um, no I can't do it anymore I tried to bite my toenails about a year ago and properly nearly dislocated my knee so I can't do that anymore I'm far less flexible than I once was but I used to love bite my toenails um, that was a fun game back in the day Disgusting habit no doubt But You know was what it was I tell you what I would like to put Buckyballs down my, down my day Like I think that would be Pretty interesting For a story Unfortunately I, I haven't done that to, to be able to deliver A great story for you On the day Chris But once again Superb question um And story You know So yeah Now people know that I bit my toenails And my fucking Heart's getting embarrassed Richard Sherwood Has said Can I be a phone in guest Um. I don't know if Richard uh, means no, if it is no because the podcast is over. Another time, yes, Richard um, is a good friend of mine who was in the Sketch Group FNT with me and I'm sure there'd be some interesting content coming out if, if Richard was on the podcast. But tonight, nish nish, Paddy Mack has said, Hey Dave, have you read... Have a wee read, or sorry, have a wee read at this messed up dude's antics. Um, let me see. Oh man, I cannot actually. The link doesn't work in the stories, but I'm gonna have to copy it now because uh, uh, seventy pairs or something is all I see. I'm gonna assume it means pants. Um, but hold on, it's going. It's loading. Man arrested for stealing 70 pairs of shoes he sniffed for pleasure. Hopefully not all at once, because that would be... Oh, whoa. Flip me. Makoto Endo from Japan was so turned on by stinky footwear, he didn't care if the shoes belonged to men or women. A middle-aged man has been arrested for stealing over 70 pairs of shoes that he sniffed for sexual pleasure. Makoto Endo nicked the footwear and... Tochigi and Saitama, Eastern Japan, because he, and I quote, enjoyed sniffing the smell of well-worn shoes. Endo admitted he didn't mind if they were men or women's shoes. According to local police, the suspect is currently on trial for the multiple thefts after police found a large number of shoes at his home. He reportedly had a fetish for footwear and enjoyed getting his kicks from the odour. Endo is believed to have stolen over 70 pairs of shoes worth around two grand. And... He told police, I did it to get sexual pleasure by sniffing the smell of well worn shoes. You know what? He says, regardless of the owners being men or women. I think that's the subplot of this. He's like, you know what? I like sniffing shoes. What he's trying to do here is basically say, I'm bisexual or gay. You know, he's like, look, I may be a bit pervy. I may like to steal shoes. I may like to have a good old sniff. But, doesn't matter if they're a man or a woman. Hint hint. Nudge nudge. What I want to know is how they decided to arrest him. Cops arrested the defendant in September last year after suspecting him of being behind a large number of shoe thefts. Like how boring must police work be there for you to be like We we need I nearly did an accent there, that would have been bad. Um we need to We we need to put our paperwork there. Someone's been stealing shoes. Like, someone steal shoes, just leave it. Shoes are stinking. Do you know what I mean? But they must have been like, we need to get this guy off the streets. You know this, and he's like, they went to his house, knocked on the door. He opens the door. They're like, um, we're here to try and investigate you sniffing shoes, and he's like, hey. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. that wants to investigate. I'd fuck either. And like, all right, and Though I don't think that's really the point, but I appreciate your honesty. But what Patty wants to know is what's the weirdest fetish that one of your mates has, or indeed yourself, if you're willing to be honest. And it's weird that you just give me a wee winky face and like a wank gesture. Um, I don't really think I have any particular fetishes, you know apart, like, to be fair, I like you know, whenever people dress up as animals, like full fetish gear animals, and like human centipede stuff, but I mean other than that, I'm pretty, pretty by the by Um hmm my friends one of my friends, who you know what I've talked about in the podcast before but I'm not going to do it this time because you know I'm not going to tell you his name because it's, it's weird But one of my mates um, I was over Visiting him and a few of my other mates Who lived together at uni And <coughs> We all were all out drinking And woke up the next day Wanted order from pizza Opened a laptop The guy Had left porn on his laptop and the porn this particular guy was watching was called clash of the titans right now make of that what you will but I'll tell you what it was very large women with very large breasts beating each other's breasts with you guessed it their breasts And we were like, "Whoa, well, what's this weird shit you're watching? And he was like, hey, I like big boobs. You know, and I cannot lie. You motherfuckers. Yeah, but we were like, all right, it's, it's weird because it was like it was like it was hidden. But then he felt like he almost came out to his all. He's like, yeah, I like big boobs. Doesn't matter if the person who owns the boobs is big or not. Doesn't matter if they're fat, thin, whatever, as long as the boobs are big. And in particular case of the Clash of the Titans, they are big ladies. And he was like, yep. Yeah, you know, like like the greatest showman, this is me. I am who I am, you know, deal with it. And we just said, fair play to you, mate, but get us on the Domino's so we can order pizza, please. And get rid of those titans. And the last question of what's been a strange podcast, because I had to stop and start. I feel like it's all right, but now I'm tired, so hopefully it's good. My last question is actually from the Northern Ireland The Northern Ireland football team. Hey. Uh, It said. Who is Northern Ireland's biggest fan? Well. I'm going to say Northern Ireland's biggest fan is me. Because it's a character I portray. And guess what guys. Northern Ireland if you're listening. I've got another idea for a video. So let's just do that. We'll bring Northern Ireland's biggest fan to light again. Guys. Did I miss a question? yeah anyway the question missed sorry back the whole way to Luke Gorman's question um, about Tom O'Mahony and Colin Geddes' Patreons will the Weird Podcast Boytown be joining Patreon not for the foreseeable Um, Boytown has some sponsors in the mix the Weird Podcast already has a sponsor for now i just don't think i need a patreon i think you know what i just feel like i don't deserve it yet you know what i mean uh you know if you just keep spreading the word keep like let get more people listening maybe i'll think about that but for now you know i'm just happy just giving you this free content you know and just go to watch my gigs instead you know for now but I think if the time comes whereby I feel I deserve it or we need it and I can work towards improving the podcast I'll do it but for now nah just keep carrying on as is man thanks for the questions everybody Um if you haven't already you know subscribe and rate the podcast that's what I love the most please someone write a review for me it's good and if you ever dare give me below 5 stars I will stop doing the podcast Where? but yeah, guys, it's been a fun week. Hopefully next week I'll at least know when I get back home again. Um, you know, if you haven't already, get yourself a table book to Pug Uglies for Tim McGarry next Valentine's Day. Very sexy. Or get your ticket on Shine.net for Boytown Live. Guys, that's me out. I'm losing my mind. I'm too tired. I'm homeless. Get off my back. Fuck.